This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Tuesday, May 26th. Short week, no Monday, not much better. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. The long Memorial Day weekend has ended with equity futures over 3,000 for the S&P 500. That's through the 200-day moving average and a very impressive showing given the market crash in March. And trading off of the same underlying impulse, the Treasury market has seen yields edge a bit higher albeit within a definable range, one which has kept 10-year rates at roughly 70 basis points and squarely locked in the 54 to 78 basis point range. We've been on about these specific trading parameters for several weeks and at this point maintain that the longer the levels hold, the more difficult a meaningful challenge will become. The persistence of the range despite the ability of the S&P 500 to reverse nearly 70% of March's crash is very telling and presents an uncomfortable scenario in which the facts have changed more than the prices, which is a classic precursor to a breakout. This performance of risk assets implies that any such breakout would be a bearish event, although we're far less convinced of the inevitability of such an outcome. In fact, the bid for stocks and the reluctance of U.S. rates to venture into higher territory are based on a key underlying assumption. The Fed will continue to use its balance sheet in support of easier conditions for the foreseeable future and expand it further whenever the time comes. There's a collective understanding that such a time will eventually come. After all, the ranks of those who believe in a V-shaped recovery has dwindled to the point that this degree of optimism is the exception, not the norm. Nonetheless, stocks above the 3,000 mark represent an important milestone. Recall that July 2019 was the first time that the S&P 500 broke into the land of the three-handle, and it wasn't until Q4 of last year when two-handles became a thing of the past. Well, until 2020. What pandemic? The achievement is rather staggering when put in the context of Q2 real GDP estimates in the negative 30.5% from the New York Fed to negative 41.9% from the Atlanta Fed tracking range. Whether the realized correction of the U.S. economy is simply dismissed as priced in, or if it shocks risk assets off their upward trajectory, will largely be a function of investors' interpretation of the Fed's reaction function to additional weakness as the post-pandemic landscape comes into focus. Powell hasn't come close to exhausting the Fed's toolbox. Therefore, our assumption is that there will be greater policy accommodation at some point this year. Level-specific forward guidance followed by yield curve caps. This is fairly consensus at this point, although the estimates of timing vary. The FOMC has a strong incentive to keep something in reserve once the V-shaped recovery ambitions are fully abandoned. More immediately germane to trading in the Treasury market will be this morning's round of economic data, the most meaningful of which are the 10 a.m. releases. We see consumer confidence as well as new home sales. 
If the confidence reads from Germany overnight are any indication, then the lows are in for the pandemic-inspired rebasing lower of the economic outlook. While this doesn't imply that depths are known as of yet, the willingness of investors to move forward remains notable. In this regard, the consensus for a negative 23.4% drop in new home sales during the month of April speaks to the relevance of April in marking the lows for the data, a key underlying assumption supporting a summer bounce back. As has been the case throughout the majority of the pandemic, the incoming reports have been far less tradable events than the outright numbers would imply. Instead, we'll be looking for headlines associated with the success of the reopenings over the holiday weekend, as well as the performance of risk assets. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobal0.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public disclosure slash.